yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Whoa. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the host with the new cow title. It is the Supermarket, the one and only Tiptoe with Tulo, your new shiny, sexy, beautiful, strapping and strong champion, the Supermarket Nick Tulo. I am the new host of the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, and that's what comes with the territory when you become champ, you know? And it's a beautiful day. A beautiful day to uh to dig d- get our hands dirty, dig deep into the soil and reach for the roots of this podcast and bring it back to its glory of what it once was. That's why I'm champion. That's why I'm here. And I am your new host. And guess what? That's how things are going to be now. Dan I, I, let me intro. Uh, we have this wonderful guest today. He is oh my God. magnificent. Oh I mean, my God. For how many years? Seven years. The host of the Comedians of Wrestling podcast uh, has done so many great things, including losing at DZ Does Dallas to me and now turning over the reins of this podcast to the true heir of the throne. Dan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, today? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, you know, for the new listeners, I'm uh, Donsky Blackmora, Dan Black, the host of the Comedians Wrestling Podcast. And um, we had a big live show. We went out to Dallas for WrestleMania. It was an actual great time in many, many ways, a lot of ways, a tremendous amount of ways. People are talking. Um, but we did do a live show, uh, as part of the GCW collective right after blood sport, mm-hmm. right before Joey Janela's spring break, people were talking about it. The show really tore the house down. It was a sold out show, you know, and, uh, uh, Mickey James popped up on the show. Um, Brian Nemeth was on the show. Fucking Bobby Brad Root. attitude. Bobby motherfucking rude was on the show. Uh, Dolph Ziggler chopped an audience member whose wife left him. Actually, baby mama left him, not wife. Uh, a lot happened. There was a lot of good times to be had. Christina came out as a Dallas cowgirl and was hitting everybody with vodka lace dripsticks. <laughs> Listen, it was insanity. Did this? Did the sound system work well? Many are saying no. Many are saying no. Uh, <laughs> we did a meet and greet. I met like hundreds of people. Uh, I was taking pictures for Dolph. It was so fucking, there was so much positive happened on that show. I mean, arguably, even with the massive negative that I'm about to get to, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was a comic constant state of an amazement of what, uh, we're able to do with this pod and this and that. And it's a weird thing because it's like, I don't know. How do you measure success? You know? We ain't got the most listeners of any podcast, even though we probably should. Um, we, well, we, 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 well, I mean, you know, that, that's going to change. So. Yeah, I mean, Tulo's got some big plans here, and, the, uh, you know, nothing I respect more than the cow title. And um, a lot happened that we'll get into, but uh, 
uh, but we we but we do the coolest shit. We do the coolest shit. We every other podcast, every other every other podcast is what just like asking like wrestlers how it felt to win. I mean, that's literally what they do, right? Uh, and uh, <laughs> and what we do is we're fucking pro wrestlers. I don't know what else to say. You know, I mean, at the end of the day. We uh, are true, truly walking the walk here. I mean, it's in, in, in arguably stu- stupid ways. I mean, look at this. Uh, look at, look all, at that. Let me let me tell you something. The ring that we fight in is a stage, which everybody knows. Right. And usually the stage is made of wood, a little bit yeah. more give. Yeah. Okay. This one was concrete. Yeah, this was concrete with a nice no fresh gift. lacquer that makes you makes your skin stick while your full body's direction is going the opposite way. Now, also, uh, yeah, you know, uh, one thing about the cow rings is the hardest part of the cow ring is the entire ring. It's not just the apron. The entire ring is an apron. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I'm always fucking in awe of it. You know what I mean? Like, we ain't got, like, some big fancy sponsorships, and I don't even understand, you know. Uh, <laughs> frankly, uh, you know what? You want me to come off a little bitter? I, I don't understand uh, how... How uh, with the shit that we do, we don't get noticed the way other people do for their real mediocre, boring shit, you know? Uh, like, hey, Becky, so now you're a mom, and that's cool. Like, what? how's it being a mom and a wrestler? I mean, who wants to even <laughs> hear that? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so, look, that that's what's going on out there. I guess I'm throwing shade, but whatever. You know, listen, I had a tough loss this weekend. But ultimately, we all had a fucking great great time um and uh i'll say this nick tulo was the producer of the show down at dz does dallas he was producing the show and we and, and he was happy in that role to be a producer um and uh frankly i pushed him too far a lot of the sound was cutting out and you know some of that stuff to be honest he was doing a great job now in hindsight and just that the, the the capabilities of the actual venue were not really up to snuff and up to par like we weren't given a lot that we were promised and I took it out on Tulo during the show, and then he snapped. He kind of had enough. I mentioned, uh, you know, a, a relationship he had that, that you know, that, that ended up not working out uh, in my anger. And Tulo challenged me for a match. And the main event, we had a match. And, uh, frankly, I didn't take Tulo seriously enough. And uh, I passed out. I passed out from the eat my ass. Did I get super kicked before the eat my ass? Just to clarify, 100% I did. Some uh, may call that karma. Some would call I, that karma. You know, who yeah, regulates you know, karma? Super, the karma that police. Super kick was coming from uh, for a long time. You so too long. I know. You know. I, sh- I I'll give you championship speaking privileges here. You have the ultimate speaking stick, which is the cow title. Now mm-hmm. it's in Austin. It makes me. You know, it makes me sad. But also, I'll say this: having the responsible title behind me is kind of like I, I, before we started recording. I really looked at it for about. Literally, I spent two hours just staring right at it, mm. you know, and I was almost in a trance. Mm. And it made me think about what the negative, the person I became during this pandemic, you know. Mm. And I, 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 I looked at the, that title and going into this pandemic, my goal was to be responsible. And uh, I let my anger, I let my, my sadness, I let all that to get the best of me. And uh, that super kick, I believe, kind of just like snapped something at me, you know, to the mm. face. 
And so two you sure odds. It wasn't eating, this. You sure it wasn't the eat my ass? It could have been also the fact that I was eating your ass. Um, I was in the eat my ass. I wasn't eating your ass, but I was in the eat my ass mission, which many would say is the equivalent of eating your ass in kayfabe. Most devastating uh, submission in all of professional. Yeah, life. it's not fun. I've been in it before. I've been in a. I've been in a, in a um, <laughs> in a uh, uh, human centipede version of an eat my ass as well uh, <laughs> in, in in Vegas, you know. And what happens in Vegas obviously doesn't stay there because I just told you. But so Tula, I just want to say to you that like congratulations to you. Thank you. And I w- I want to thank you for kind of bringing me back, uh, 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 you know, and uh, and 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 uh, uh, helping me well, find my way back to the re- gonna, you know being I, responsible. I truly guy. believe. And just I'm gonna bring you back. I'm gonna bring the the fans back, the listeners back. Maybe you know we're a little bit like you know the Fed. You know sometimes right. you dip out, right? And then you, you need something to get you back in. Well, I'm here. I want to bring everybody back. I want to take this podcast and bring it back to its glory days. Okay, I'm almost thinking that we we might actually be on the best run of our lives right now, and we. I, Dude, I can't even tell you. My socials are going crazy. Everybody's talking about. It. People came up to came up to me after the show, and we're just going nuts about how much fun they had and and how entertaining we are. And you know what? That really inspired me. And I was like, it's time. Like, it's time to do it. And you know what, Dan? I'm gonna need you to be with me. You know, because I already know what who I want. I'm not wasting any time. I have a target. I've I've already freaking scoped them out yeah and i know i know who i want and i'm gonna fucking kick his ass it's fucking sean ross sap that fucking journalist wow Short, are you giving big sean dave R- Meltzer? you're giving sean I, ross sap a shot at the count title potentially if he wants it he could come and get it but i'm telling you that dude is scared i saw him at the clusterfuck at joey Janela's spring bake part two and he Needs redemption because he was so embarrassed. Was he one of the guys there, f- just constantly farting? Was that yeah. what just was everyone there? <laughs> that I mean, was, was... <laughs> the Joey Janela like farts was just like they're just feeding everybody just taquitos. I mean, in there it was yeah, it's great farts, farts galore. Yeah, but I, I want, I want him, man. Honestly, I, I think it's time. I think, I think uh, I'm not going to waste any time. I picked him out. I, I'm not going to stop until he notices, and when he notices. It's going to be massive, massive match in cow, hitch, cow history. And it will happen. Well, maybe I'll, someone comes before that. I don't know. But I'm just already – I put my target out. I've called my shot. That's the dude I want. And I'm ready to fucking defend this cow title against anybody. I saw Ify was wrestling this weekend. I thought he retired. Well, I didn't see. What was Ify doing? Yeah. I don't know. I saw, I saw some – he was on some stage wrestling. Well, I like guess – he was like – Stealing cows' uh, bits over here, you know, but whatever. Well, I would say this. Tulo, my question for you, as someone yeah. who's kind of stepping away for a second here, you know, I got to mm-hmm. recenter myself, you know, talking yeah, about yeah. my in- the man I want to be before I make my in-ring return at some point, you know, if that even happens, to be honest, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, tra- I was training this morning, getting back in shape. Also been letting my shape go a little bit as well. That's mm-hmm. not good, so that was a thing. But... Are you intending to be a fighting champion? The people need oh, yeah. to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hit you so hard with that spear. My neck hasn't felt the same. This, just, <laughs> this mean, is from that spear. 
I mean, good God. I mean, my shoulders are fucking destroyed from that spear. And I also landed very hard, giving you a stunner as well. That There's no giving that stage. So, yeah, I'm a yeah. fighting champion. I'm ready to go right now, actually. I feel great. Well, we'll see like what I'm... these changes mean for you, and, and you'll be announcing them as we go, and you'll be on every episode, I imagine, yeah. as uh, the cow champion, and you're, you're a privilege to be here. I have no control over that. Just want to remind everybody, so this is welcome. This is the Comedians Wrestling Podcast. We're saying that. Patreon.com yeah. slash Comedians Wrestling. Yeah, Dan, we tell do. them, please. Yeah, Everything we do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving me that. You know, well, this is admin. You know, I mean, you don't want to, yeah, you yeah. know. No, yeah, yeah. You're the I, champion. It's like, you know, I assumed you didn't mind if I do the admin here. You know, oh, please, please go. Patreon.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. Support this podcast um, uh, in step with Tulo's, uh, seems to be his revitalization uh, efforts on the CalPod. Is uh, this week I'll be having Kevin Gill on as a bonus uh, Patreon episode. Tulo is Let's obviously, go. as the champion, allowed to be on that episode if he wants. Would you like to be on that episode, I, Tulo? I would love, honestly, would love to. I love Kevin Gill. Our, the official announcer of GCW. Cap. Of GCW and now cow matches. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I he's mean, so far he's been involved in all all of them. So uh, yeah, let me, let me. Without Kevin Gill, our last two shows probably wouldn't have gone off. Like honestly, the dude is one of the most genuous, generous, and genuine human beings around. He's a true pro. He loves what we do. He supports what we do. I support what he does. I mean, I saw him all weekend at GCO. He was calling every single fuck uh, GCO GCW. Uh, he was calling every single match, and you are going to want to hear this guy because the, the brain he has for wrestling is special. And and honestly, just more than anything, is just a great dude. Just awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, me and Kevin Gill, I called him when we were planning the show out, and he was like, uh, we had like, we ended up just talking like for an hour about wrestling before yeah. we talked even about the show. And, and so I hope That's you bring energy. Happens to uh, uh the bonus episode we'll also do a post dynamite episode we'll have to record that maybe tomorrow we're getting back on track here because we were actually in dallas but so uh access to our bonus episode our aw more centric bonus episodes but bonus content and then the kevin gill episode i'll drop probably on monday next week along with the main pod okay but we're going to rejigger the schedule uh based on the uh, uh, tulo's uh, cow vitalization uh, revitalization efforts here uh, that I'm fully in support of, you know, a loss is a loss, you know, and so I, I, I take that. Now, let's, so, support the pod. Let's get into just WrestleMania weekend in general. So, we were down there. We traveled there. That's why this pod's coming out late. We traveled back. Um, I went to two nights of Mania. Uh, Tulo went to a ton of indie shows that I did not go to. I went to some. Um, and um, I got to say, uh, I thought this was a great, time and i would also say this mania was i and I'm, I'm sure people at home have a different experience but this mania i thought was a fucking great mania like i thought it was so fucking fun you know mm-hmm. um it was honestly exactly what i thought it was gonna be yeah which was i was going into it with no expectations i wasn't really interested in anything you know like like I just want, I was, I just wanted, I, I knew it was going to be fun, you know, like I knew it was going to be entertaining and I was just going to let it come to me as it did. And what the cool part about me was, is that I was live for night one home for night two. So I got yeah. to experience it both ways. And honestly, as much as I am sad, I wasn't there for night two. I honestly think I had just as good of a time watching it on TV because the right. announcing was incredible. It delivered so well on night two delivered so well on TV. Pat's entrance, 
fucking Michael Cole going crazy. Like you didn't get to hear the, what my, Michael Cole was going absolutely. Oh, uh, don't I watched the Pat night, I watched yeah. night two uh, yesterday. Yeah, of course. And, <laughs> I can't. Well, that's the one thing. Watching WrestleMania live is not a substitute for watching it. Every time I go, I rewatch it back. You know, because you know you can't see it totally. You know, kudos to Dallas. I and mean, the, the arena, the arena was so sick. I mean, yeah. AT&T Stadium is gorgeous. The city, uh, our location, our Airbnb, we were close to everything. We were seven minutes away from GCW stuff. We were seven minutes away from the airline, American Airlines Arena. Uh, you could walk and get stuff. Dallas was a great city. Not the, like, I don't know. The But the vibes were immaculate. People were back and having a good time, and everybody was supporting each other it was just it was a fucking great dallas dallas in a way is very similar to like it's it's like new york's the worst mania town everybody agrees okay worse but it dallas is like the new york setup but good if that makes sense meaning like it's very spread out it's not good like tampa or orlando where it's just kind of like wrestlemania takes over the hotel the whole town like when you're in dallas like we went out to brunch on like saturday or whatever and like there are wrestling shirts in there but it's majority just people going to brunch you know when you're in orlando it's a every business is flooded with mania people because you like downtown and even new orleans because the, the 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 superdome and the whatever the smaller basketball arena is where they do those are like right on the skirts of town you walk there you know so it ends up like taking over so dallas doesn't do that but what dallas makes up for the spread outness is the luxurious convenient uh beautifulness of at&t stadium it's my second mania in there and you know six years later it's such a like if you're thinking about going to a mania there it's it's worth it i doubt any seat in that house is like a bad time somehow oh, yeah. even though it's a hundred thousand people the screen's huge obviously you can't see but like the all, their concessions have all there's so many of them that short lines i've never you waited to, to order food. food to our seats you too? order food like, to I your seat to, yeah didn't cost me anything extra you just tip a little bit and then they fucking come and bring it right to you i mean the bathrooms were great the access to everything was easy. I mean, it, in essence, it was it's more similar to New York than anything because the t- stadium's about 30 minutes away from downtown Dallas, you know? Yeah. So, like, same way New York, you have to go to Jersey to go to the stadium, but going to Jersey is, like, way worse. I mean, we got there and home rather quickly. So, I, I mean, honestly, I I was... I just loved it on it. The vibes were good. The The whole theme of the weekend was good. It was, it was, it was very well done. Very well done. Like, I, I think this is, this stuff matters a lot to me. It's not about the actual wrestling, but as a fan, you're paying a lot of money to go. Um, one other thing I'll say about WrestleMania is, uh, it's WrestleMania is a lot cheaper with two nights. So that's a good thing. Is that like when it was at, uh, in 35 in MetLife, it was like $600 a seat. Yeah. Right. Like even the, the demand seats. is to get one. So like you have to go if you don't go, you you know, there's more of a demand for the tickets. then. Yeah. So it's like I wouldn't even be caught up in if you want to go to mania. Now you can go in and teach, you know, and you mean if you go to one night, it's like kind of reasonable, to be honest, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I um, and and uh, for Tulo's big win, I, I purchased I be, gave Tulo a a. a, a a present of uh, took him to night one of, of of WrestleMania, 
uh, because I respect that title more than anything in the world, even if I it, it was at my expense. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that was the responsible thing to do as I had, you know, as, as this title, which which Tula graciously allowed me to keep the responsible title. Um, yeah. You know, because you know I told him where I was at, and so uh, uh, I appreciate that. You know. It's just nothing I respect more than the cow title, and the, when you're the champion, you're the champion. Like it's a fucking beautiful thing, you know. It's not the thing; it's what it represents, you know. And so, mm-hmm. uh, it was, you know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, an alt, an awesome WrestleMania experience. Now let's talk about the actual show. Now going into this mania, I think all of us, even if you go back on this pod, we all were a little skeptical of this, 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 this mania, you know, because. The builds for this is a in this is a true knock on WWE and it's it's so deserving. It's like the builds to a lot of these matches have been just non-existent, you know. Mm-hmm. And the titles don't mean much because I remember Cole. Well, when I rewatched Night Two, Cole was announcing, and and a week before Tulo was saying, "Why is this the biggest match ever?" And then Cole said before the match started, you know, he was like, this is the biggest match in in history because he's like, we've never had a title unification main event at a WrestleMania, you know, and, um, uh, you know, he's like, there's 55 times the titles have been defended at WrestleMania, but never have it has it been a unification match. Wow. And I was like, why is this ne- – was that said <laughs> ever? You know? <laughs> it's like, that's kind of cool, right? Like, that was, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of cool. But so, <laughs> like, there's, you know, whereas AEW is very clear, you know their records, you kind of know the stakes of these matches for a while. Almost to the point sometimes where I'm like, let's see the match already. Like, CM Punk, MJF, it was like, how long do we have to wait for those matches? You know? So, yeah. uh, it's, a big, it's a big knock on, on WWE. Now, that being said, what Vince knows is for a 100,000-person arena, he wants people to have broad fun, you know? And wrestling can get, let's be honest, we, as much as we like wrestling, hard, like, wrestling can get a little stale when you watch match after match after match, you know? Um, it's one of my beefs with the indie scene where it's like, what, what, what indie scene always has is it has this guy's, like, they're up and coming, so it's like let's impress you, you know. So it's like they're they're trying they're vying for contracts, you know. So even if the match has no stakes, it has stakes because these guys are essentially poor, and you're going to see them become rich, right? You know, like they're going for their dreams. So it has that stakes there. But sometimes I'm just like, man, I wish I knew a little story because every match in indies ends with them just like shaking hands because there's no build really, you know. Right. And so, so. If you in WWE, you can't really get away with it doing the indies, and Vince knows that. So he's like, I'm going to throw in shit that's fun. And with the stuff that they did fun, they went max fun. Max. Max, max fun. Max. All the fun. To the point where I'm like, if this is the precedent for Mania, I'm fine with it. You know? Like, yeah. I'm fine. Let's talk about fun. Like, and let's go to the stupidest match of the whole card of WrestleMania, which is Jackass match, right? Which, uh, to be honest, it wasn't it wasn't really marketed as a jackass match, but that's really what it was. Anything goes, yeah. Right. It wasn't. It was like, oh, Knoxville versus well, Sami Zayn. But I don't I think will, any of maybe us I'll thought, give him a little. Yeah, I'll give him a little yeah. credit. Is uh, 
yeah, like uh, it was a jackass match where I think they like if they would have called it a jackass match, then people would have been expecting props and stuff. So by not calling it, having the props come out makes it like, oh, okay, this is this is great. Oh, uh, Christina, you're live on the hey. pod. You're live on the pod right now. Oh my god! <laughs> Hi, pod. <laughs> because my phone was plugged into the system to play music, so you're live on the podcast right now, Christina. We're just yeah. talking about the jackass match. We just started telling it. Do oh you want god, to tell the people how you felt about as a like a, a wrestling? You know, you appreciate wrestling, but you're not a supermarket or anything. How did you feel about this jackass match? It was the best match of the night. It made me a to- I was already a Johnny Knoxville fan, but this like completely made me like I'm like a super fan of Johnny Knoxville after that. It was it was <laughs> incredible. I loved it. You know, we man slammed Sami Zayn. Amazing. That was incredible. That like <laughs> it brought the house down. You could feel the walls vibrate in the AT&T stadium from that moment. It was out of this world. That was that was just incredible. I loved it. Party boy, but that's like our generation too. Yeah, the the hand like he Sami Zayn like Sami Zayn. The story of that match is Sami Zayn's trying to have a regular wrestling match, which obviously he'll win, and then Knoxville is just busting out every jackass trick in the book, right? He's the best. <laughs> but I don't think that those um they didn't use those mouse traps. Well, they did. No, he went through the table. He, he went through the table, and then he got pinned in a giant mouse trap. Oh my god! Oh, I don't know why I didn't see. It was hard, kind of hard to see where I was standing. Yeah, but it was cool. All right. It anyway, cool. we're, we're recording the pod. Do you need? Are you coming here now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Have fun. All right. Anything else you want to tell the the Cali universe about WrestleMania? The Cali universe about WrestleMania. Um, it was so much fucking fun. You want to congratulate Tulo? There were so many people. What'd you say? Do you want to congratulate Tulo on his big win? No. <laughs> hang up hang up no he got lucky oh. oh hey you gotta get lucky every once in a while you know <laughs> no i am um, but all right have fun bye okay bye. bye are you coming here yes okay goodbye anyway you heard it here first <laughs> christina not me we're not in, in lockstep here we to be honest we've been We've been not really talking about the loss, you know? I've been kind of in my head about, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, saying, right? Tulo, you, I, I cut you off on the Jackass match, but what did you what did you feel? Similar thoughts? I was, well, it's good. And you watched it at you know, home, too. I watched it at home, and, man, I was just laughing, dude. It was so fucking funny. Oh, man. I was like, this is so good. Like, so, so funny. I was I was in the – oh, we did a little uh, cow uh, Thunderdome with the champ uh, session. There was a couple of people there and we were all just hysterically laughing. The the bits were great. Like just really well done. And it's just so funny because you can have that on one night and then have like Cody versus Seth on another. And you're just like, what WWE is so wild. They'll take you on the most wild journeys of your life that those can both exist. Well, WWE is a variety show. Like that's the thing. You know they're they they're they're a circus. They like they 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 appeal to every uh, generation. You know, so uh, they 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 try to be something for everyone, and that always can be like goofy. But if it, you know this kind of like you know Jackass has such broad appeal that it was almost like a it was almost like you know you got to give Vince kudos, and then and then like let's just get into the other fun thing, which is the two fun, like other fun things like Vince having a match against Pat McAfee was just. <laughs> ridiculous like no one expected it 
It was insane. And what's there not to like about that? You know, man, I mean, talk about someone understanding the assignment. 99% of the way, I would say, is the man, Pat McAfee. That dude, I tweeted about it. I was like, I hate to tell him, but it's time for Pat McAfee to retire from announcing. And the dude's a pro wrestler. I mean, unbelievable. Talk about getting it. But I will say 99% of the way is because, God damn, what was he wearing? Like, it bothered me so It's a sparkly tank top. Oh, it just bothered me. So Can you much. imagine? I mean, I know he, they told him about this match last minute, probably. Like, you saw Vince. Probably that day he found out he was going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't that much build. So, it's like, is it distracting to wrestle? Like, in no shirt? Because, like, we got it. Because, like, he, the Logan Paul thing ruled also. I mean, I'm all over the yeah. place. But, like, yeah. Logan Paul might be one of my guys. I don't know <laughs> shit about Logan Paul. I, I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know why he's famous. Like, Celebrity wrestlers, one of my guys. <laughs> But like all celebrities, a two million dollar Pokemon around your neck to come to the ring in that fire of gear. Plus, yeah. he was je- he was in great shape and the angel stuff. It's like yeah. yeah, like yo. I mean, this was the question that you posed to me, which was like, who's a better celebrity wrestler, Bad Bunny or Logan Paul? Give me that match. Fucking put Pat McAfee. Oh in. yeah, it's a great call. You want your 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 you Hollywood wanna... WrestleMania Battle of the the celebrities and just have it's Hollywood, right? Have fucking Pat versus Logan versus Bad Bunny. You want a Logan Paul. You, you're looking for a Logan Paul. Bad, I mean, yeah, here's the deal. I might be. I, we, that's the story of this mania. It's like, yeah, it's like all the shit that we're like, this disgusts us. Let's we're re- settling into a new WWE universe. Yeah. And we have AEW. Like, we have it, so do we need WWE to not be... Maybe, maybe this is fucking what it is, and Bro. apparently we like it. <laughs> Bro, okay, all right? You don't have to look much further than Ezekiel, okay? Okay, so this is how... Yeah, he's a this new prospect. This is shows you that it doesn't matter that they spent the billion dollars on WrestleMania. It's back to the same old shit the following day, okay? Because nothing that happened on Raw was worth anything, like, at all. And yeah. you know what? It just made me go, oh, thank God. I don't have to continue watching this on a regular basis. Like, so, holy shit. Like, we can go into oh, The Stone Cold Kevin Owens main event was brilliant. Like, I'm going to say straight up brilliant. Because, brilliant. because, first off, it's like all these people paid to see Stone Cold. And then bringing Stone Cold out again the next night, that was awesome for the people who brilliant. only went one night, right? You know, yeah. to see that pop because you're only what are you paying for pops and stunners, right? When you yeah. see Stone Cold and beers, so you, you got both nights. You got pops and stunners, right? And, and beers. beers, right? So that was great. But also, like a main event when if the Charlotte Ronda main event, it was clear. No one cared about Ronda. It was just very clear. So like, you know what I mean? So like when, at the beginning of the show, Christina came out and was asking the crowd like she was doing like marry, fuck, kill with the crowd, you yeah. know, and like she would say Ronda and every killed her, you know, like no, yeah. her stock is down. If she wants to be in WB, it needs to be as a heel, you know, um, like same with, as Logan Paul with like a microphone person like with Paul the- Heyman or something. Right. But like, uh, but like. Because the main event is really Brock Roman, having like a non-main event main event, like for the first yeah. night, was terrific. And it played to all Stone Cold strengths. We don't need to see Stone Cold like in trunks trying to have just a match. Like that would be probably a mega disappointment, you know? 
So yeah. uh, it was fucking straight up brilliant. My only beef was like, I would have, if I'm Vince, I would have really splurged for the beer truck. That would have been just the topper, you know? You know? So true. I didn't even think about that. Like the beer truck, it's like, come on. Like, just go, like, whatever that costs, get the beer truck, you know? Yeah, Start yeah. hosing people down. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the whole crowd. Yeah. So that was great. Just Vince taking the worst stunner. Not, like he took he, he he took a shitty stunner at fifty, and at seventy he takes an even worse stunner. I mean, he is so bad at taking stunners. It's one of his skills, you know. He like if you breathe on Vince, he'll yeah. fucking fall down right now. Like honestly, he barely touched him with that. Kick. <laughs> you know, there's so many moments that happened during that Vince segment. One. Yeah. After he beats McAfee, he's raising Austin Theory's arm and Theory's music hits, and Vince thinks it's Stone Cold's music. He starts going, yeah, I know. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> well, <gasps> oh, look, my fucking God. At the end of the day, in this mania, the matches at, let's go, the matches that were matches were pretty fire. I mean, yeah. Becky, Bianca, now Bianca, fire. now Bianca is now positioned to be the new. Undertaker, honestly, which is crazy. Like she is on a streak here. They'd be yeah. stupid to have her lose. She uh, not take. She's more of like um. She's more of Sean, you know. She's like yeah. the new Sean. Uh, WrestleMania. She's Mrs. WrestleMania, and then but she also has a she has a streak going. You know. Wait, but does she have a streak? Because she no, her first Mania was when she won the yeah. Rumble, right? Yeah. So she has a streak going. So it's like don't she should never be losing any matches at Mania. No. You know. She is uh, the ultimate. She is the baby face of WWE right now. She's young. Sure. She's only going to get better for to, a while. Kudos to Becky because they, man, uh, for a company that doesn't give a fuck about storytelling, that story was incredible. And I will prove my point here. Yeah. I was at SummerSlam. I was there for the squash. Yeah. I literally saw that happen in true Mark fashion. Left the building, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck this. This sucks. I can't believe they just did this. I came here for this match. I came here to, like, see Bianca, like, be successful. And they pulled all... They went through so many hoops to do this. And then I'm at Mania. Fucking match starts off. Misses... Goes from the rock bottom. Misses it. Then hits the rock bottom. And the near fall of that rock bottom on Becky, on Bianca, literally had me halfway up the stairs. I was right. ready to leave again, okay? It right. was so well done. I knew it would be well done. Two pros. I mean, talk about, you know, going into Last Mania where no one was – everybody was worried about Bianca, having an insane match with Sasha Last Mania, then coming into here and proving that she is probably one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet right now. And it's honestly tough to even, you know – go head-to-head with anybody right now because I think she's that dominant. What an athlete. What a performance. Gimmick on fire. You know, looks like a million bucks. Wrestles. Doesn't miss any spots. And can talk. You know, I, I wasn't all that impressed by her promo this week. And obviously, that's less Bianca? about her and more about... Yeah, less about... More on... Less on her and more on WWE not knowing what they want to do next for her. Yeah, but you it, know? It, she's going to be in a tough spot after every... Like reset mania time, yeah, you know, because yeah, uh, WWE doesn't know how to reset after right. a pay per view. Well, it's also it's also to be honest, it's not even totally their fault. It's just, it, I mean, it is their fault, but it's like, you, you, like mania would be a great way to end the season, right? Now take yeah. two months off, right? 
Like they'll never take too much. So, like to come back and expect it all to like go. That works well, and and the thing they do well that works well for like Edge who's starting something or like Cody who's starting something like that. Yeah. Using Mania as a jumping off point when like Shinsuke had the heel turn, you know, it works well for that. But when people's stories are culminating, that's what's really that's what's tough. But what I would say would have been cool if Bianca. I actually liked her promo because she's like very sweet and and. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and genuine like it's nice to see someone who's just speaking kind of from the heart you know yeah. and the, and just that the 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 black guy spoke uh uh not uh, like you know what's what I want? Hey. what's the term i want what hey. do you uh what do you call bianca belair with one eye bianca what bianca belair oh folks <laughs> that's a tampa joke that's Let's a Tampa go. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Uh, that's funny because I was thinking pirate thing, but I couldn't figure out how it. Oh, folks. But yeah. but Bianca, I like that. But it's like she's out there. You know what she needed was Nia Jax music to hit. You know, you know what I mean? Like she needed, a, you know, something, something like, oh shit! Now she's got to wrestle Nia Jax. You know? Yeah. You know what would have been really cool? Was not with the company anymore. if Rhonda's music hit that would have been kind of cool if she was like oh Rhonda's like you know bounces back by like I need another match because I got like shafted you know start a feud for her but anyway Bianca is fucking great a great talent you know she was one of my guys for a long time actually if you want to go back but I knew she was in trouble after winning last year but my thought I, I knew they had to do it but I knew she was gonna have a lull and she'll have that again but if you start branding her as having the mania matches of the year, she's in good position. Be- Becky, shout out to Becky who wins gear of the of all of mania. Um, her 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 gear was fire, Bianca. Uh, Becky, uh, Becky looked like straight up a million bucks. Uh, and wrestled a fucking great match, and probably would take a break now to parent right. So, you know, uh, I honestly think they're gonna dive. I think they're gonna put Seth and Becky together. Like I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna. Yeah, that would be smart, honestly. So let's get to Cody because I just don't, I want to make sure before yeah. we end that we talk about Cody. So look, there's video of me seeing Cody come back. Shebs immediately ran to the merch stands. I just want to say with Cody, and they already had Cody shirts, and I picked up a Cody shirt, and I own it. It's got it's the, the design i love it it's terrible i love you guys know i love terrible wrestling designs i gotta show everybody the triple h shirt i bought also but which right. i felt really great about once you put the the, the boots in the ring i felt yeah. very vindicated Stop. by that purchase you know yeah. great great purchase because i own i own no triple h solo merch i own only like dx stuff and you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And this was like, I felt like the perfect shirt to buy. There's something drew me to it. Something I love about wrestling merch. Because Christina was like, you guys really love the wrestling merch. You know, you really collect it. You guys are really collectors. I was like, we really are, you know, and we really, and I really. Well over 100 pieces of merch. Yeah. Most of my clothes, like if you do a percentage of my clothing. Yeah. It's probably 50-50 wrestling merch and regular clothing. (laughs) You know? I think that's true, to be honest. You know? I literally need no more merch. I just keep buying merch. Like I have to get that Moxley shirt. It just got released. Like need oh, it. Oh, the white one that he wrestled. Oh, in? need it. I gotta look at it because I didn't see what was on it. But I saw him wrestle that match against AJ Gray. That was disgusting. Um, so good. He was standing there right next to me. His back was just gushing blood. It was so yeah. gross. I was like, mm-hmm. and I said to Christina, I was like, just so you, just to give you context, Christina. 
Last time he was here was six years ago, and he was wrestling Brock Lesnar in the AT&T Stadium. And he voluntarily is doing this. That's what I said there. She's like, wow. <laughs> you know? Uh, but this Cody moment was insane. I mean, it was great. I'll be honest. I thought the crowd was going to go even crazier. I'm just going to be honest, you know? But that being said, I don't know if that – I don't know – if that arena, because it's so big and there's so many people there, it's really hard to tell pop other than Stone Cold level pop, which is just <laughs> insane. I will, yeah, I, I think uh, also, like, I think everybody was on edge a little bit. And Christian. Yeah. Because um, there's there was that slight feeling that this might not be Cody. And then you, weren't know, you didn't know what he was going to come out to or how it was going to be. And then when it was what it was... I think it was just more of a rejoice yeah. than a, you know, like yeah, we were just, it was it was a celebration. It feels so it was, fucking good. Yeah, it was a celebration more than just like, yeah, it was it was and it, to be honest, it was it was we were, you were taking it in silently a yeah. little bit, like mm-hmm. it was because you got to remember that moment. It's like, well, Cody's come back. Well, okay, like we know it might be Cody, but then we saw American Nightmare and the Cody logo, and then. You know the music. It was exact music. By the way, I would say they played his music too low. It was just a. Yeah, just a and I, 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 I how, watched. How they play it? They played it. Nick Nicholas too low. Um, they t- the music was tiptoeing as opposed. Oh, to the, the the sound was off. Booming big time. I mean, yeah. night one. That's all I kept saying is I, they don't have the ring mics on. Something's off with the. You're audio. right. The like, ring was that was mic'd fixed on night two. It was yes. The the, the slams were way louder. See, it was off. Man, I was just like missing it. I was like, something's off. The music's off. The sound's off. They must have had an audio uh, problem, and they just said, "Fuck it, we gotta go." Yeah, and because the because yeah, we needed that song to be blasting. <laughs> we needed downstate adrenaline in my soul, you know, kind of feel. But that being said, like he raised, he looked like a million bucks. He played it so well. He didn't do any of the like, "I'm happy to be here" bullshit. He came out as the American Nightmare, dead serious. His pyro and he gave just that smirk. You know, I mean. Um, I, I think Cody might be headed towards heel dome, which is you know heel. No. <laughs> I think he might be. It, no. he, he might push himself there. Uh, whatever. No. We'll, we'll 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 track it. We'll track it. But I I say no for the simple reason is that I think he was trying to accomplish a, like settle down as a face in AEW and it wasn't happening. And he knew that if he was going to be one, there was only one place he could go and he's going to WWE and he's going to be the fucking face. And that's, he's staying like that. Yeah. He's going to kiss the babies. He's going to sign autographs. Yeah. He's going to do dark matches. He's going to, I mean like yeah. all of that stuff, he's doing it all because he wants to be this guy. He, he, you know, and he's telling a story. He's very good. Yeah. His story, he came out on Monday, he cut a promo, I had kind of a beef with, you don't have a platform to rise out of. Then just then just walk out. That looks so dumb. You know? Like his, just like his head. just. Yeah, that was it. so dumb. It's like, if he's going to do that entrance again, which I think I love, they need to change. He can't be coming out of a box. That's so stupid. You I know? also think they messed up his pyro cue, too, because when his pyro went off, he just, like, laughed and was like, I didn't even yeah. fucking get to do the thing I wanted to do. <laughs> but... um. It's great to have Cody home. People loved it. I'm excited for it. It's very exciting. I mean, and he's here to win the title. His family never won. It's a story. And they should milk it, milk it, milk it, dangle it in his face. And he should not be winning that title until SoFi next year. 
You know? That's what I said. Briefcase. Yeah. Give him the briefcase. You can have him have the briefcase. Wrestle his matches. Doesn't matter if he wins. Doesn't matter if he loses. He's got that briefcase. It's all about, you know. And if you build that up with him and Roman, it will get him seriously as the face and Roman as the heel. The story to tell with Cody is... The story is he wants the title, right? We already know that. They're already telling that story, and it's for his father. It's personal. So you need Vince involved. And he's got to be like, I'm ready for the title shot. Vince is like, I don't watch any of that other shit you did. To me, you're back here, and you need to start winning matches. You know? And that, that's it. I don't watch. The, wish. That, that, well, I'm wish saying. He, he tells this, him that. That, and he'd be like, you need to start going winning matches. And then he starts winning, and then he's like, I'm sorry, you're just not a main attraction. You're a B plus, you know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. And then he wins the case, and then he has no choice, you know? And, but I think he, should, he shouldn't cash in that case other, I mean, other could, than, than he should cash that like how Cena would cash it in, where you go like, I'm cashing in right now for the future match at a pay-per-view, you know? Yeah. I, I would say, uh, yeah, you can even kayfabe it with Vince with, him like I would I mean if I'm WWE I would tell that story you bring him back you're an attraction you're not a you're not a champion you know like you're not gonna get it like this is I signed you you're here now you're here to make us money you know stuff like that and then he wins the briefcase that would be fun the layer I mean you want to get Cody over as a face you you, you go that way I, listen uh, it to me I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to let it happen. I think yeah. he's in a great, I think he's in a sweet, sweet spot. I think it's perfect. Uh, it's about the only thing that will keep me interested in WWE. Right. Now. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and that's the thing I was saying. So I was watching his promo on Monday and I was like, just, I just, I, I don't know where I stand on this. Well, like where I'm like, is this really, it's the right move because, that's what he wanted, which was is kind of shocking to me how much he wants to be in WWE, you know? Um, and, he and, does and, it. Like, I, yeah. he, it's so almost so hard to even believe it, you know? Like, yeah. you, there is this always going to be this thing in the back of your mind, like, this is all an act. This is all an act. This is all an act. Like, but at the same time, it comes across so genuine, and I think he's doing a really good job with it. I will say this. You, we need to fucking talk about Seth Rollins like he's a wrestling god now because I'm sorry but like what he did over the course of his time to go into that to do every single little detail I mean talk about understanding the assignment as well being in that ring laughing getting serious like oh I'm gonna fucking kick his ass taking the L hitting the pedigree wearing lingerie merch wearing (laughs) the fucking lingerie merch I mean this guy I cannot say enough good things about Seth Rollins right now. I have uh, so many posted, bad things to say about Seth Rollins. Fuck you. <laughs> someone posted today like that in that Seth Rollins is in the conversation as one of the best press uh, pro wrestlers going right now. You're having the wrong conversations because he 100% is. I mean, I thought he killed it this weekend. I think he's on another level right now, and I'm so excited to see where they go with Seth Rollins. Yeah, so I'll say this. I love Seth Rollins. He's, I think Seth Rollins is, uh, if someone says he's the best wrestler in wrestling right now, I say, I'm not going to argue with you. You know? It's between him, Roman, Kenny, Cody. There's a couple guys. There's all, like, people you could argue. You know what I mean? Charlotte. Um, there's people, uh, Bianca. Like, there's people you could say, whatever. You know, Becky. There's, there's tons of people. And it's amazing because I think it's like almost an equal breakdown of men to women, mm-hmm. which is amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Moxley, you know? Um 
But when it comes to this, Seth's story was sloppy, but we know it was because he was working on that contract. Seth, Seth, I don't, I, Seth came out on Monday in like the pink and I was like, the music and I was just like, I fucking hate this shit so much for Seth Rollins. I, I hate it. His entrance before Cody came out was just like nonsensical. It was just like a, a hodgepodge of people in like bar, those like bar mitzvah things they give out, like they give out like glasses and like blow up saxophones, like tchotchkes you get on the dance floor. You know what I mean? Like boas, like, and they were like singing his song. The song's not even well done. Like the chant is fine. The, oh, the chant is fun, but like then are. it goes burn it down and it stops while it has momentum, you know? And he's still Seth freaking Rollins, but he's dressed like kind of like Liberace. And like, to me, it's all over the place for the guy who's the best actual wrestler, you know? And I'm just done with it. And like, I yeah, wish like, he went into that Cody match as the guy who I saw Seth at, at WrestleMania 33 who was holding like the torch. Like, the guy who was at WrestleMania, let's just go to all his manias. The WrestleMania 35 is the Beast Slayer. Like, yeah, like. I, I want that Seth back. I don't mind that he did this, so I'm not like this isn't like some the drip was over all that stuff. But like, if he's gonna be feuding with Cody, I would like him more grounded because there's an amazing story to tell. The amazing story is like you have the best wrestler versus the best wrestler coming back in. Like you know, yeah, right. But there was no real f story to tell because you didn't know who it was gonna be until the day of, and now it seems like. They had it, you know, the, the story to tell was that Seth didn't have a match. It wasn't about who was returning, you know? So now the handshake is almost like, you know, it's very Batman and Joker, I say. Like, I think this is like these two were probably going to be born to fight each other. You know, a, a, a loss of Seth and Mania is going to, is going to, you know, this is kind of what you want for Seth almost. You want him to lose. You want him to dig deeper. You want him to start getting maniacal. You want him to start being the architect getting the plans and coming out and do something. So I think we're on this journey with Seth. That's going to keep continuing going. I think it's always going to be consistently awesome. I, I, it's not going to be with Cody. I, I, yeah. I mean, listen, I just think, I think Seth's doing great work, like almost despite himself. Like that's how I feel that's about it. Yeah. Right. So it's fine, but you know, we'll see. Um, the Cody promo was a little off. I thought in the beginning and then he found his footing, you know, mm. Cause I think he was trying. He used way. Yeah, yeah. He was way too scripted, you know. And it's like you got to be real in those moments. Like wrestling has an amazing thing of being like. It's why CM Punk is as good as he is, and why he's better than MJF. I know you'll you hate that, but CM Punk has an ability to come off as genuine. He's a kind of a great actor in that way, or great wrestling actor at least. And where he comes off as genuine, like he didn't even think about this at all. It's like, I'm just like, and he'll literally say like, I'm, you know, I didn't even know what I was going to say before I came out here. And it's complete work. Like he has it very beaded out and scripted. Cody felt like really scripted, but this is the biggest moment of his career. So he found it. Like, I, I, I think he's trying to toe that line of being work shoot and blah, blah, blah. And I think he needed to maybe choose one way. That all being said, it's like the the dusty stuff and and i i guess i wanted it to be like a little like a little realer like a little bit but it's minor it, it was fucking good and he has a very clear story direction of where he's going and uh it, it's built it on uh on legacy did you hear him at all 
in like he did an interview with Shoemaker. Did you hear that one? We talked about it with the Randy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was kind of saying like, "Oh, I've done everything for everybody else, and not like for myself." And I just thought there was something odd about it because it was like, "Why is WWE? Why is AEW not doing stuff for yourself? Like you were the top guy in that company, you know?" Uh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I would say he he. Yeah, but like he was he was literally doing everything for everybody else. Like he was. <laughs> yeah, I guess what he's like, kind of saying is that he kind of single handedly going back to WWE really did he was like aw's in a great place and blah 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 but he really was saying like there's a there's an unspoken thing which is like i'm sorry wb is just the pinnacle of wrestling you know well that reminds me of when it's a place because i I wanted to give you this as a a jumping off point it reminds me of when jay-z was like a part owner of the nets for a second do you remember that yeah yeah. and then he was like yo i'm sweet he's like i'm a i'm a knicks fan my whole life and he's like, now I'm going to Barclay. And he, like, is a part owner of Barclay Center, I think. Yeah, and yeah. So then he was over there doing, like, kayfabe shoots for a little bit. Then he kind of got divested in that and then was back to being a Knicks fan. Because ultimately he's like, it's Mad Square Garden and they're the Knicks. And that's just the deal. Yeah. And that feels like what he did, you know? And it's inherently yeah. heel, you know? <laughs> I, I just, honestly, I love it. I, I love it so much. I, I think more than anything... I think this is just setting up his career to be never ending. He can go back to AEW and do whatever the fuck he wants. Like it, it is what it is now at this point, you know, let's, let's see what WWE does with him and, and see where it goes. But I mean, staying the same, being the American nightmare, keeping the song, playing the song in WWE, like it all is so cool and surreal. And uh, I'm here for it. Yeah, there's not, there's not, there's nothing, there's nothing negative to be said. It's fucking awesome, Cody. You know, it felt right. He belongs in WWE at this. And the overall scope of WrestleMania, I think, now is less about WWE and actually more about what the name is. It's WrestleMania. It is the the epicenter of where 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 the show uh, and the all the bells and whistles of WrestleMania meets the professional wrestling side because there was so much good fucking wrestling that weekend i was at roh i saw the briscoes versus ftr man that was one of the best matches i've ever been in an oh, audience be for. Insane. in in a non-sold out shitty little arena tony khan came out he was on coke i think i, I mean he was losing <laughs> his mind samoa joe came back like the all the indie the joey janela spring breaks uh the what else did i go to uh for the culture the diversity like the talent yo there's so much fucking talent out there right now and it's so sick kudos to fucking gcw for what they do man like and the shows that they put on shout out to effie and janella and all and uh and and uh aj gray all the people that take the lead to produce their own shows like man brett at fucking gcw i think like a genius i mean like honestly and it's just so sick because that's what wrestlemania is it's like wwe doesn't even care what is going on around them but like it is truly this this era of wrestling that's happening now, and that's what's dope about Mania. It's like, yo, AEW doesn't need that because when they do their big shows, people are going to follow too. So, man, it was a fun-ass fucking weekend, man. I'm telling you, I had a blast. I think so I much fun. figured out from what you just said, I figured out my point, is that I believe Cody coming back to Mania at NWB, this Mania... At a mania that people were like, eh, that's dumb. And then it was pretty successful, you know? 
And I think this was the great reset, you know, that we've been waiting for like for that. the past couple of years where it's like, I believe WWE matters for right now. We'll see what happens. WWE matters again. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, I think that's a good thing. It's like, because AEW has its place, it's settled. And I think Cody's the one who told us, like, both companies are good. <laughs> it's less about WWE mattering yeah. and more about WWE's influence on the industry. And yeah. we need WWE around to draw in all these people, to bring in all these fans, to put on shows like GCW and Effie's Big Gay Brunch to get more eyes on the on the, the wrestlers. Like, if you don't know who Speedball Mike Bailey is, I'm telling you right now, Google this man. I mean, what an incredible professional wrestler. But that does that kind of stuff doesn't exist without WWE putting on this gigantic show, making it a spectacle, making it a weekend. There is no one in the business of entertainment that puts on a show like what we had over two nights, okay? The Super Bowl didn't look that good. No. None of the professional sports look like that. Fucking the no I mean it's like a fucking a marvel movie live in person i mean really honestly that's what yeah. it is the entrances are massive so like you need wwe exists if they just fucking focus on that every yeah. year to build up to putting on this huge show it's so great like i saw moxley in a little like in, a, in a, like a warehouse like two feet away from me you know like <laughs> he wrestled I mean, this uh, is what... yeah t- uh he wrestled um, just beautiful, man. He wrestled in that both shows. I watched him wrestle on Bloodsport, and then I watched him wrestle a couple hours later. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. So anyway, we're back. Um, yeah. So, I mean, look, th- we could get into stuff. I mean, a bunch of other stuff. But ultimately, I think we said it all here. Like, this is a fucking great time. I hope you guys had fun watching it and like, you know, Roman now is dominant, you know, and he's he's solidified here. And uh, we got, you know, it's only only up, only only up fun stuff from here, you know. So we'll see where really? it all goes. And Tua, congratulations on your big win. Thanks, man. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be champ. Uh, I really uh, am excited about the future of the podcast and the title and the matches and the shows and everything that we're going to do. We're back, baby. Support the revitalization. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Uh, bonus episode with Kevin Gill coming out this week, probably Monday. Uh, I'll announce on the other bonus episode, but that, that's, it's, I'll, I'll put it on a Monday. And then we'll have another episode. We got to watch it. We got to watch AW. We got to, you know, gotta, we got to record a bonus. Episode. Wednesday, huh? Yeah. You know what that means. Yeah. Everybody, keep Dynamite. watching. Rest. Well, too low. You do it. Shit. Everyone, keep watching wrestling. Eat my ass.